Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 216 with a review of The Crudes. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Madrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series in the past week and beyond. Each week on the show, you're going to get a couple different episodes. First, you get some reviews. This week, we have five reviews for you. You've got The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Upside Down, Spring Breakers, The Croods, and Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, generally, you're also going to get a trailer talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently, and also what we've been watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. This week, of course, we're just giving you these five reviews. We had to take a week off due to some uh, illness and scheduling and junk like that, and we're trying to get caught up, so we're just bringing you these reviews. The supplemental episodes will return next week. So, uh, yeah, here we are. How you doing tonight, Carson? Pretty well. Better than last week. Yes. Um, you know, it only makes sense to transition from spring break to uh, caveman times. Yeah, I mean... I really, I think there there are a lot of uh, similarities, and you, know, you have people that are, have this monotonous life of just doing the same thing every day and right. wanting to escape into a world that could possibly of. be more colorful and more exciting. Yes. And then what could possibly befall them if they were to do that? And a uh, a mysterious man enters their life. Yeah. And it teaches them the ways of. Yeah. Uh, a mysterious dreadlocked man. Yes, of of this new land. Hmm, finding very, very many similarities between mm. these two films. Exactly. One of them has less tits, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Although, to be fair, if this was historically accurate, this movie would be rated R. Because it would just be naked people running around. <laughs> okay, I was like, uh, Why? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Now, now I'm on board. I'm. I'm I, 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 you know, like stretch the, in there. This is the fourth review we've, we've been recording. So you know, I'm a little, little off my game now. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, caveman times, crude action. You know, this might, you know, we might get into this, but it's also got similar plots to other animated films we've uh, talked about on the podcast many recently. Others. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, what do you say we just stop wasting time? Because you know, yes. the world doesn't have that much longer. And, no, it uh, doesn't. It's going to crack in half. Just to get to the trailer for The Croods and then let everybody know what we thought about this film. Once upon a time, there was a family. Oh, we've been in that cave forever. Three days is not forever. Here's with this family. Meet The Croods. I call this a snapshot. Ah! Oh, let's do it again. I think I blinked. On March 22nd, I'm Guy. Guy. And this is Belt. Ooh. Cook, conversationalist, navigator. Also, keeps my pants up. When their world ended. We need to leave immediately. Fire, lava, everything we're standing on will be gone. I don't mean to sound too dramatic, but... A new one began. Where are we? Hopefully nothing big knows we're here. Dad? I'll take care of this. I'm loving this. Now to save it. Come with me to a place where things are better. They'll have to survive each other. It's my job to keep you safe. Wait, looks dangerous. Dad, you say that about everything. Careful. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, From the creators of Madagascar. Go, go! Our 
whole family packed together on a long, slow trip across oh. country? Oh. We'll become closer as a family! And how to train your dragon. It's so beautiful. I did not see that coming. The last caveman on Earth will become the world's first modern family. A boy's gotta have a pet. I'm gonna call you Douglas. Can you do tricks? Roll over. Good boy, Douglas! Nicholas Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds. I call them shoes. <laughs> I love them! Where are my feet? DreamWorks, The Cruise. I'm calling you fire. Hi, fire. It likes me. Hey, it's biting me! <laughs> Try hiding from it in the tall, dry grass! In theaters, March 22nd. All right, so The Croods is the story of this family of cavemen who are named The Croods. And basically their life exists of being inside this cave, going outside of the cave to get food, and then retreating back to the cave to try to stay alive, as most of the other cave peoples around them have all perished in some nasty way due to the fact that they cannot stay inside their cave and protect themselves. Well, the world around them is starting to crumble, and uh, they need to go off and flee this cave because, uh, well, it's just uninhabitable now. And uh, along the way, they encounter lots of interesting uh, creatures and a person who teaches them about you know, the world outside of the cave, and they have to kind of make their way and try to survive as the world around them is changing, and possibly their outlook on the world could also be changing. So, Carson, what did you think of the Croods? Uh, eh, yeah, eh. <laughs> um, I, I just want to point out, uh, I, I think it's pretty funny that in that trailer they used the 2001 uh, music in the beginning as if to, like, think that, you know, there's, like, movie nerds in the audience are going to be like, oh, now I'm excited. It's like when they play the drive music in the Turbo trailer. It's like, <laughs> like, who, like, kids are don't, don't know this. Like, come on. That one cool kid in the audience is like, oh, Ryan Gosling, drive, killing it. it, it, it it's, um, for, it's for the parents. Like, it's... <laughs> the it's... parents. Oh, uh, yeah. That one hippie parent who's like, I remember when I dropped acid and watched 2001 <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> don't do that, son. Um... Uh, yeah, the, the Croods is, uh, it's, it's no how to train your dragon. I'll give it that. Um, it's, <laughs> it's... you'll give it an insult. I love that. Usually you um, say like, oh, oh, it was good in this way. I'll give it that. But, uh, well, cause the, you know, they, they flash that up in the trailer. It's got like one of the co-directors of how to train your dragon or something. Yeah. You know, I, think I directed think those birds. <laughs> this is what happened. This is what happened. When you put the co-director of How to Train Your Dragon with the co-director of Space Chimps, you get something mediocre. You put you put something good and bad together, and this is what comes out. Um, I, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, this movie is pretty mediocre. Like it, it really it reminded me of like an Ice Age sequel. That's just kind of forgettable. Well, and, it, it's uh, basically the exact not anything same, substantial. It's the exact same plot as Ice Age Four. Yeah, the or Ice Age Three, where they uh, the dawn of the dinosaurs. I, I, that's they, the one they, I skipped, but that was the same plot in 4 yeah, where it's like, I mean, oh, our yeah. world is changing. We have to escape from the falling apart planet to a world where, of course, that's the same plot as Land Before Time also. so True, yeah. I mean, they kind of combined, if you are if you want to stick with Ice Age here, they, they combined like the third and the fourth plots. Because like, Dawn of the Dinosaurs was all about they found 
dinosaurs still living like under the earth with this big like colorful magical world and you know all these creatures and that that's what kind of my and then yeah and then you know in the fourth one they're trying to escape while everything is drifting apart and whatnot but uh yeah i mean it's uh not anything new i mean but uh i don't know i think the really the thing that was holding it together for me was uh the nick cage freakouts which uh, <laughs> i i I will I will rent this red at Redbox just to see uh, Nick Cage or go on YouTube uh, see Nick Cage in the behind the scenes in the recording studio just like doing his caveman noises yeah because uh, that would be hilarity um, there is a lot of uh, <laughs> I laughed pretty hard when they were uh, him and him and Ryan Reynolds's character. Uh, we're in like the tar pit thing and he's yeah. like hand me those acting sticks <laughs> yeah. oh! I, I thought that was pretty good um but uh yeah like i, I felt like uh his his voice acting was like the only thing really holding it together for me like i i kind of thought emma stone's character was like a crazy and and b like uh, a little annoying like she just was like it was weird like she, she she just turned into like this like crazy like stalker girl. I, I don't know. It was just weird to me. Like it was very annoying. She was like uh, the little girl in uh, Wreck It Ralph or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it didn't think it was weird. Like they they even show like a clip in the trailer where you know she's like oh like I I love fire you know like because Ryan Reynolds does it so she you know she automatically loves it. It's like that's just so dumb to me. Well, I don't she know. Didn't, she didn't love it because the boy made it. She loved it because it was like it was it was the sun captured in a stick. And... Yeah, but you know, but the, like that, I don't I don't know what part it was in the trailer, but like Nick Cage says something and she's like, ugh. But then Ryan Reynolds' character is like says the same thing and she's like, oh, like you know, she pays attention to him, and well, then she's like all hanging over him because he's because he's a the dude. new he's the new he's new. He's the new pretty boy. Yeah, in the he's a dude, and all caveman women should stay in the cave kitchen, and <laughs> you know, do cleanliness things. And yeah, I don't know, which is dumb, dude. Like, I just didn't think it was. It was weird to me. It was weird. It was not uh, the kind of uh, uh, relationships that, or the kind of relationships that were in like How to Trade Your Dragon that felt authentic to me, at least. You know, it, it earned the moments in the end with the father son dynamic here. I didn't think it earned it at all with the father daughter dynamic. Um, you know, again, how to train your dragon is not a story. That's anything, uh, revelatory. Like it's been done before, but it was done in a, in a way that, uh, elevated it from, uh, it out of, you know, the ordinary, the, the crudes never gets off, from the ordinary i think it just stays there and uh it's it it really is kind of uh it just kind of sits there it, it really isn't anything that i thought was uh worthwhile because uh, it, it isn't really it's not really funny or there's nothing really memorable about it other than uh some of the nick cage moments but it's it's not the animated classic that uh will will stand up i don't think or be remembered 
Yeah, I mean, obviously this is no How to Train Your Dragon, and I will completely agree that there's that there's not really anything too memorable about this film. But I, I honestly kind of enjoyed it on some level. Like I did, it's like I said, it's not it's not a great thing, but it is it is just kind of a fun little watch. Like this is this is the type of film that if I went to with my sisters, like and I I went to this by myself, but if I went with my sisters, like. I could sit through this no problem. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, I I really liked Nick Cage. I think, um, yeah, the the father daughter stuff didn't completely get earned, but I think Nick Cage, his character, like I I think his character earns everything his character does, and like just the what he's going through and like his idea of the world and how everything is like you know you know everything ends with you dying if you don't just eat food and stay in the cave and his whole world is wrapped around it. Like the only thing he's ever done in his life is protect his family. And now yeah. he's forced to throw out the one thing that he uses the method for protection and try to like his family doesn't want to just find a cave and live in it. They want to go off to this idea with this new idea that somebody's bringing in. Um, I think like that's, that's uh, like, I think those emotions are, are a real thing. Like, you know, like a father trying to provide for his family and the family thinks they're too grown up or too big for needing his protection anymore. That like he can't the one thing that he's only ever been good at is not good enough for his family anymore. It's like, well, what does he have left? Like, I think those those things were earned from Nick Cage's point of view. Obviously, like I, I thought Emma Stone was, you know, strong, a stronger character in the beginning before before she started to get reduced down to like the more yeah. girly stuff. Uh, but I think up until that point, like her her aspirations to go out and explore and, and do things, um, you know, just find new things. Like I, I, I like that element of things. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, I thought was, was a funny, interesting character, the way he's brought in. And, you know, I like the idea that it's not just the family being thrust into something new. It's like this one guy who's like an expert in the wilderness, uh, like teaching them all these little things. Like I, I just thought it was like a cute film. Like it, it was, a, I, it obviously unlike, the best animated children's films where like there's a lot in it for the the adults. I think there was a lot less of that. I think this is kind of this is more played for laughs than it is played for emotional drama. Um, and it doesn't really try to elevate itself that high above being a kid's thing. But I thought it was, it, it you know, it, I didn't think it was dumb. It was just didn't elevate itself. Like I thought it was mildly humorous i found myself chuckling at different parts uh enjoying little things happening um i I had a good time with it yeah i mean that that i i almost wanted this movie to have like ranko style animation where everything's just like really ugly and like the caveman look uh what like hyper real almost like it's yeah like hyper real like the cavemen are really gross and um, Ryan Reynolds doesn't look like a GQ model. <laughs> like, I just, I hate that. Like, I just think it's so stupid that, you know, they got to make him all like sexy looking. And it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like, it just feels like that, you know, they had to do it that way because, you know, otherwise kids wouldn't like it or something stupid. Well, you know, I mean, we have to do it this way because that's, that's beauty. Beauty sells. To to the films to the film's credit though, if you compare if you do actually do the comparison between it and Ice Age Four, um, in Ice Age Four, uh, Ray Romano's daughter was really just attracted to the other woolly mammoth guy, and <laughs> she just wanted to be like with the cool kid and be with the hot dude. 
in True. this, at least Emma Stone is very much attracted, not just physically to Ryan Reynolds, but to his knowledge and what he brings to the table and like his ideas. And she is really fascinated from like her core fascinated by the newness and the excitement of the world that he is offering her as opposed to just like, Oh, I am a handsome man and you can come be with me and I will kill animals for you. Like she yeah. really, well, so the, yeah, the crude scores extra points because you know, she wants his brains in addition to his sauce. <laughs> yes. So yay. Slow clap for you, Crudes. Hey, I, I, I think that's something to celebrate. I mean, obviously they lose points then again when she gets reduced down to shoes. I yeah. love shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and there, she just becomes like, you're never going anywhere from this log. Like, whoa, when did this become misery? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, it's just so weird to me. Um, but yeah, I, I will say a lot better than Oz. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. If you're gonna take your kids to see some kind of family-oriented film, uh, definitely much. Your money is better spent at the Crudes than at Oz. And it is a very visually colorful and interesting film, also I think. Right, and uh, it looks better because since the whole thing is just animated. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I saw this in two D. Um, I'm assuming you did too. No, I actually saw it in 3D because oh, it was you? at a it was at a screening, so oh, nice. they had it in 3D. And how how was that element of it? Uh, it was yeah, it was it was all right. There was uh, I I really didn't really I really didn't stand out. It was it was more uh, subtle, but uh, I mean I if I had seen it in 2D, I would have been fine. Like I I don't think it's worth seeking out in 3D. There, there's definitely some shots though from the movie where like you know thinking of like the birds flying around in their like patterns and also like that scene where they're standing on the cloud base and like there's the explosions happening on the side of them like i yeah. can see things like that looking pretty cool scale wise in 3d but um it's not a how to train your dragon where it's like the 3d is part of the experience yeah yeah i i, I, I can understand that but um but yeah it's like it's colorful visually entertaining i think the kids in my audience were really like the kids were loving this movie, and I think some of the adults too. Like, there's one. I always love it when like I can hear some dude's dad like repeat a line that he thinks is hilarious. Like, it's just so funny. <laughs> that, like, some like super funny dudes is like Haha, this. Uh, that always makes me chuckle inside. Uh, just when like some kid's dad is like actually really into it. But I, I think it's it's definitely a good family movie, and um, uh, you know, it, it's worth a watch if you have little ones. Yeah, but not if you're over the age of, like, 10. <laughs> well, if you're going with somebody who's under the age of 10, then... Uh, I guess you won't be that bored. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Right. I would just still stay home and be like, rewatch, you know, a better movie, but... <laughs> you're on anything, anything. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. You're What's mad. the next? What? You're just mad because it's it's the only other movie from this weekend that had as much color as Spring Breakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it rivaled Spring Breakers and the color palette. Um, I don't know. Like, I just think there's something about the. Uh... Also, I didn't like how all the animals were like these weird hybrid animals. Yeah. Like I don't know. It just it it's like when you see like dentist office and it's all like kids care dentist and like the care is spelled with a k it's like 
why are we teaching our kids to just be dumbasses? <laughs> like, I, like, I don't like stuff like that. Like, can we just have, like, real dinosaurs or, you know, like, real prehistoric animals? Would it be that hard? I don't know. That's just me, though. I think you're nitpicking now, man. Uh, that's just me. But, uh, you know, it's just like, I don't know. All right. Well, obviously, you weren't too into this film. So let's just get into our verdict then. So, Carson, if you're going to place this on a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, where would you place it? I'm going to give it a pass. The caveat being, if you have kids, they'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. Kids under the age of 10. I, I you know, if, if your kid's 11, he's going to be like, I'm sneaking into spring breakers. <laughs> and then when he comes back and he's like in the fetal position, sucking his thumb, <laughs> like doesn't know what just happened to him. Then you can take him back in to watch the crudes. The one parent who's like, oh yeah, new Selena Gomez movie out. Oh yeah. Whoops. I made a mistake. Whoops, that wasn't Monte Carlo. I think they'd figure it out like pretty like within the first <laughs> In like, the first thirty seconds. Yeah. Ten seconds, if you know, not even. They're like, all right, well I need to explain something to you, Timmy. Well, um girls have boobs. <laughs> uh but uh I'm gonna give this a wait for rental. Um I like I said, I had a good time with it. I mean, if you have kids and you have to take them to something, this is like the movie you're going to want to take them to because yeah, the, they're going to love until it. the next one comes out. Yeah, they're the going to love it. Movie. It's not going to be terrible. For, though I will say you may, might not want to take them to it because then they'll see the trailer for the Smurfs too and they'll want to see that and then you'll have to watch that also. Uh, oh, that's the really that's the big downside. But Or, or Turbo. But I, Yeah, or Turbo. But I, I think – actually, you know what? The kids in my theater – did not respond at all to Turbo. They were just oh, like, that's a good sign. They're like, what the hell is that movie? I don't get it. Um, <clears throat> like, where are the Smurfs? Yeah, but I will say that like I I I had some fun with the crude, so I don't think it's too bad. Like my sisters asked me how it was, and I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. So they're also younger, so yeah, so just just to put that in a little bit of perspective. They're, they're in the demo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that is our review of the Crudes. You, well, yours was a pass, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pass from Carson. Wait for rental from me. And, uh, yeah, that's the podcast. So, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com. I, I always want to see Tumblr. I don't know why. You should just get a Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then you'll always be right. Um, but, yeah, people can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our reviews that are coming out right now for The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Upside Down, Spring Breakers, The Crudes, and Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, if you want to figure out when all these episodes go live, you can go over to twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to find that out. If you want to like us over at Facebook, you can do so at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from one of the soundtracks to the five films we're reviewing this week. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, there you have it. Carson, thank you for joining me. Yep, thank you for having me again. Thank you guys all for listening. We're going to go off and... uh, try to save the president from some people who are attacking him in the White House. A special agent, Mike Banning. (laughs) 
Uh, whatever this is, big top, we're bringing out the full package. <laughs> you know what? I just really, I just really want to stay behind and watch the Breaking Bad. <laughs> that was so random. <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyways, let's go get this review going on. So, see you guys over in our Lupus' Fallen review. Peace.